Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. How's everyone doing today? How's everyone back there doing? There we go. you've been here the last few weeks, you have been to emphasis on breaking free and freedom from bondage and having liberty in your walk with God. And isn't it interesting that tomorrow is Independence Day, day of freedom for each one of us that are here in America, call ourselves Americans. And uh, I just want to talk to you just a few moments this morning. You don't want to take a lot of time, but um, I want you to listen to Scripture in the context of freedom and in the context of independence. If you know me, you know I was not raised in America, so I have a little, maybe a different perspective on freedom in this nation. I appreciate it. I love it. I don't ever want to get to the point where I take anything for granted. Never. And um, even just thinking about religious freedom. Um, for us to gather here, I know, I know, you do this every Sunday, I get it, but there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there who cannot do this every Sunday, and um, when I travel around the world, I've had the opportunity to talk about, talk to believers who have been persecuted for their faith, and it's sobering. It's, it's really, really sobering. People who've been in prison. I talked with one man who he was actually put in a coffin and the lid was put on it. And they were hammering it shut because of his belief in Christ. And uh, it humbles it humbled me. I'm sure it would humble you too. But I just thank God for this nation and for freedom. Let's, let's start out with a little bit of history for those that are not knowledgeable. I don't claim to be the expert. I never taught history. I did try to pay attention in history. But Independence Day is an annual celebration of nationhood. It's a call to remembrance of our declaration of independence. What is that? That was a document approved by the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776, to announce the separation of the 13 colonies from Great Britain. So, if you will, our people came from Great Britain over to this land. 
it resolved that these colonies are and of right ought to be free and to be independent states and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. It's a complete separation from who held you, your ties, all of that. We'll get into that. But it's one thing to declare your independence. It's another thing to live out your freedom. In the back of your minds, put yourself into the spiritual context in our everyday life and walk with God. It's one thing to declare that you're free. It's another to live out your freedom. In Exodus, the children of Israel, you shall explain this to your sons on that day, saying, it was because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. Coming out of Egypt, then bondage, slavery. This is what you're supposed to tell them. And it shall come to pass that when your sons ask you in time to come saying, what does this mean? What does independence mean? You shall say to him, with a strong and powerful hand of the Lord, he brought us out of Egypt from the house of bondage and slavery. It's by God's hand that we're delivered. It's through his mighty act that were delivered. Well, let me rephrase this. It's by his hand that you and I are delivered. It's by his mighty plan that he has freedom for each one of us. Our freedom in the United States has been made and kept alive to this day by the blood of many people. As a side note, it only took one guy's blood to set you and I free. His name is Jesus. It takes peaceful protests to keep us free. It takes living out our conscience. It takes discussion and debate. Dialogue. Some people are, I trust we're probably all non-confrontation people who nobody really likes it. But you don't want to discuss and you don't want to debate. No, we need to discuss and we need to debate. We need to stand for what is right. We need to correct our wrongs as we go along. I was, um, well, I won't go there. Independence is freedom from control, influence, which could be bad, could be good. Independence or freedom from support and aid. You grow up, young people, you get freedom. Mom and dad may not support you like they used to. And all the parents said, amen. 
and amen. Freedom is a state of being free or at liberty rather than confinement or under physical restraint, exempt from external control like bondage or slavery. I'll ask Richard to put a few slides up on the screen. I was raised in Africa and uh, in the country of Ghana. And you can go to this day and you can see a castle where the slaves were captured and where they were sold. I've been there. It is, it's, it's not enjoyable to me to go there. I remember when my dad was alive and people would come to visit, they would want to go there. Dad would take them, but he'd sit out in the car because he didn't want to go into that place. It bothered him so. You'll see there it's on the coast. The ships would be out at sea. The Africans would be captured and brought into um, this castle. Next one. Courtyard there. Believe it or not, that's a Catholic church that's there in the middle of that courtyard. But um, soldiers would sleep, those windows that you see up there, they would sleep up there and slaves would be out here for the selling. Next one. Dungeons, there's dungeons. You see that door with just a few openings for air. Cruelty. Rooms in dungeons like this would hold up to a thousand slaves until they were sold into slavery. Bars, no restrooms, four buckets, pans in the corners of the room be chained to someone else. Sickness, as you can imagine, disease. You wake up in the morning and you're chained to someone who passed in the night. Next. There we go. It was terrible. I totally disagree with slavery. I totally disagree with bondage of any type. I don't, I don't agree with it. So how is this Independence Day that we're going to celebrate tomorrow similar to what's going on here at Hard FM, Hot FM? How does it pertain to our spiritual journey? God wants all of us to be free. Let's get that established first and foremost. He wants you to be free. He doesn't want anybody to dominate you or control you. He doesn't even control you without your permission. You're the one that has to surrender. You're the one that has to yield to him in order for him to guide you. You're the one that has to ask for wisdom and direction and he'll give it to you. You're the one that has to ask. You have to yield and you have to surrender. It's the devil that tries to control us. 
It's the devil that has always been trying to put you and me in bondage. It's God that wants us to be free. Who is it that wants you to be addicted to any substance? Who is it that wants you personally, individually in bondage? Who is it that wants you to have the wrong mindsets or the wrong thoughts? Who is it that controls your worldly desires and passion? Nothing wrong with working, but when we work, 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 money, 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 self, 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 causes neglect, neglect, neglect. Who is it that torments you and I? Who is it that causes anxiety? Who is it that causes you to have limited thinking? not God. His unlimitedness is available to you and me. It's God that gives us dreams. It's the devil that gives us nightmares. Who is it that accuses you? Who is it that twists and distorts things? Because it's God that speaks the truth. Who is it that wants to wreck your life and cause disaster after disaster after disaster? Setback after setback. God is the one that has the good plan for your life. He's even the one that can take your disaster and bring some good and beautiful things out of it. How can we walk in freedom every day? How, do we, how is it possible to celebrate our independence on a daily basis? How can we live separated from the rule and control and bondage and dominance of the devil? We don't have to live like that. Not on a grand scale or even on a tiny scale. You don't have to live that way. Well, I jotted down just a couple things to bring out. How do we live every day in this independence and in this freedom? We ask God to lead us in his truth. That's number one. We, we ask him to lead us in his truth. Psalms puts it this way, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, O my God, in you I have unwavering trust and rely on your steadfast confidence. Let me know your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach them to me. We ask him to lead us. There's so many times that we believe lies, and many times we don't even know that that's what we're believing. But when, God, when we rely on God to lead us in truth, he shows us where those lies are. He gives us the opportunity to change, to stop believing them, 
and believe his word. Number two, we renew our minds by reading his word. We know this. Can a, how can a young man change his ways but by looking into the Word of God? John puts it this way. If you abide in my Word continually, obeying my teachings, and live, living according to them, then you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Let me ask you a question. If it's the truth that sets you free, then what does the lie do to you? If it's the truth that sets you free, then what does believing the lie do? Satan will even fabricate and twist evidence based on your circumstances. You've often heard me say, he can't tell the truth. He lies all the time. Let me show you an example here in Genesis 37 with Joseph and his brothers. And they stripped off Joseph's long robe, took it, and threw him into a cistern, an empty one that didn't have water in it. Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. His brothers agreed. They pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to the traders. His brothers took, uh, took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in blood. They took the long robe, brought it to their father, and said, now listen to this carefully, what's said. We found this. See if, if it is your son's robe or not. Verse 33 of chapter 37 he recognized it and said, it's my son's robe. A wild animal has devoured Joseph and must have torn him in pieces. Notice how things got twisted. It was his robe. It was blood. But he was not devoured by an animal, nor was he torn into pieces. The devil will take your existing circumstances, the situation that you're in right now, and he'll twist it. He'll twist it. He'll manipulate it. And you're looking at part of what he says, which is true. It is your circumstances. But the other things that he says is not the truth. How many times has he done it to us? Lied to us. Oh, based on your GPA, you'll never make it in life. Based on your job, you'll never have enough. Based on your scan results, you'll never recover from that disease. Based on your abuse, you'll always have these hang-ups. Not denying the abuse, but he twists it. Based on your loss, you'll never be happy again. Based on your addiction, you'll never be free. You can never break free. Based on your sin, you'll never be restored to right standing with God. 
Here's one. Based on being raised on that side of the railroad tracks, you'll never be able to cross over. I know a lot of our young people don't understand that phrase, being on one side of the railroad tracks. But he lies to us. He lies to us. And so first we ask God to lead us in truth. Secondly, we renew our minds through the word of God. Thirdly is accountability. Accountability. You've heard us say here many, many times for months on end, covenant community. Accountability is part of that. We build relationship. When we build relationship with others, it has huge, huge, huge benefits. Benefits. Being together than being isolated. Being raised in Africa. The lion will always try to isolate one from the herd. Doesn't go after the whole herd. Never seen the lion go after the whole herd. Never seen the lion go after a whole herd of 400 bush cow. Never. But if he can isolate one, hopefully it's the weakest one. May even be a young one. He can conquer. Accountability in this community. Love is increased. Caring for one another is increased. Another thing that it does, it, it decreases our blind spots. We all have blind spots. That's why they're called blind spots. You can't see them. But your wife can. Your husband can. Your friend can. But it decreases blind spots. When we build relationship with each other and we're able to talk openly and even have those hard conversations, it's not the end of the world. I always look at it this way, trying to improve. I'm trying to improve my life. And he can use somebody to help me in that process. So it's, it's not perceived as a negative thing to me. It's perceived as a positive thing. It allows us to imitate Christ. Covenant community, accountability, it allows us to be fashioned into Christ's image. It builds family, closeness, closeness together. I'm going to ask Chris and Cindy both to come up here. Come on, guys. Accountability builds family and closeness. It lets us get close to one another. Even though we're not blood, even though we're not blood, we're like family. In the family of God, fellow believers, we are family, but blood we may not be. But in covenant community, there's growth in family. And I want Cindy to share with us part of her testimony. Maybe tears, but if so, it's because of gratefulness and joy. Um, wow, I never thought I would be standing up here. God knows this is very uncomfortable for me, but I am learning to trust and obey him. I was asked to tell you a little bit 
of my testimony. I'm not going to give you a, I'm going to give you a short version of my story. I do believe if it wasn't for Nadine standing up here last weekend and sharing her testimony, I would not be standing here telling you mine. I so could relate to her story, as I too have had an abortion. I was 15 years old, always hanging out at the beach with my friends, my boyfriend. We were always partying, drinking, and smoking pot, most of the time. I did not come from a divorce household. However, I did come from where my parents worked all the time. In fact, my father even worked two jobs. They were not, they were not home much when I was a teenager. I didn't have a connection with Christ, as I believe if I did, I would have made a different decision. We only went to church on special occasions like Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas Eve, Easter. You get the picture just every so often. But we never spoke about sex. Sex was never mentioned in my household. When I got pregnant and I had to tell my parents, I remember telling them that I was going to have an abortion. They were telling me I was going to have an abortion because they did not want it to ruin my life. At that time, abortions were not even legal. I'm not sure how my parents found this place in Miami that was doing abortions. I'm sure now they were illegal abortions. I don't remember a whole lot as I do believe I have suppressed it for many, many years. But what I do remember is going into this clinic, looking around, and all I saw was a bunch of chairs where other girls were sitting. And you grab a number, and you sat in the chair. And when they called your number, you went into this room, and they hooked you up to this machine, and it was like a suction machine. And it only took a few minutes. When you were done, you had to leave out the side door never the way you came in because they didn't want other, the other girls to see you when you left. I remember the drive home was four hours of silence and my parents nor I never brought it up again. Throughout the years I just kept suppressing what I went through. Many years later and a lot more storms in my life, my husband and I had a discussion about abortion. I remember him telling me, I remember me telling him that I go back and forth with pro-life and pro-choice because what if a woman was raped or what if it was my daughter and she was raped and got pregnant? I remember my husband saying that even in any situation, if the woman becomes pregnant, God has a hand in that. We don't know what God's purpose is for that baby's life. I remember also a friend of mine, she told me the story about James Robinson. For those of you who do not know him, he is an evangelist and has been serving the Lord most of his life. His mother wanted to abort him. 
after she found out she was pregnant, followed by a rape. You can search his whole story online. After speaking with my husband, I felt even more shame, guilt, and condemnation. I thought if I told him, he would think different of me. I tried just stuffing it down again as if I had never had an abortion. Well, God had a different plan. I eventually told both of my daughters. Then I decided to tell my husband. Months later, Roe versus Wade was overturned. On our way to church last Sunday, I said to my husband, I wonder if they're even going to talk about Roe versus Wade. Little did I know what God's plan was. I've always had a hard time forgiving myself. Through all this, God has shown me true forgiveness, and now I can truly forgive myself. I want to say to Nadine, I think she's over there, I can't tell, um, the light. God brought this to light, so now the enemy can never use this against us again. We are not a victim. We are victorious, and God is breaking our chains. Amen. In James, it says, therefore, let us confess our sins to one another, our false steps, our offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. I told them, well, it was, I think it was last Sunday, I told them, I said, um, now that you've received this forgiveness, you're a new person. You'll, you'll be a new woman. You'll be a new wife. You'll be a new parent. And uh, sometimes people don't understand what I say when I say stuff. And what I mean by that is that what God has available to each of us and when we step into it, it's like the light in the room comes on. Everything changes. The heaviness that was carried is gone. The way you look at things, the way you deal with situations is totally different. Your personality even can blossom because of carrying all that condemnation for so long and looking through life, looking at life through that lens. And uh, I'm just, I'm just excited for Nadine and Carlos and Cindy and Chris and for all of us as we walk and step into freedom. Let me, let me just give you some advice here. Always celebrate freedom. Always. Always. Anytime 4th of July comes, celebrate. Anytime people come out of bondage, celebrate with them. Never look down on people when they get free. Never, oh, well, I can't believe that sin or whatever. Sin is sin. Let's bring yours up. 
And when you get free, always walk in humility. Oh, well, I didn't. No. Thank God you didn't. Walk in humility and keep on getting free. Freedom is a process. Happened in 1776. We are still being free today. Number four, expect victory to come in your life. Expect victory. Let me just read some scriptures to you and you'll see it and you'll hear it for yourself. Listen, listen to the, the victory that comes in. You saved me from all of my troubles. I saw my enemies defeated in front of me. God loves me and he will help me win. He will help me to defeat my enemies. You can hear the victory celebration in the homes of those who live right. The Lord has shown us His great power again. Isaiah, no weapon that's formed against me will succeed. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment will be condemned. This peace, this security, this triumph over the opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. 2 Corinthians, but thanks be to God who always leads us captives in Christ's victory parade. 2 Samuel, I'm reminded of the story when David was asking God, if he should go and fight the Philistines. And now the Philistines had come and spread out for battle. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up against them? Will you hand them over to me? And listen to the response of God. Go up, for certainly I will hand them over to you. It wasn't a contingent plan. It wasn't what if and this and that and whatever. He asked of the Lord, and the Lord said, surely, definitely, I will give you the victory. Revelation. And they will make war on the Lamb. And the Lamb will emerge victorious. For He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. Those with Him, that's you and me, are called chosen, faithful, and called as the elect of God. We celebrate not only our victory, but also the victory of Christ. That's what God has for us. He never intended for us to live in bondage. His plan was always that we would be independent. That we would be free. Shackle free. Restraint free. To be able to express ourselves, our love for Him. To be able to live out our life before Him, pleasing to Him, honoring God. That's the way He wanted it to be. I just think that it's interesting that here we're celebrating in this body freedom and independence and all that, and then we turn around tomorrow and celebrate it as a nation. Can I tell you, even watching over the internet, God wants you and I to be free. He wants it. He, he longs for that. 
That's why Jesus came. Let me close with this. As it's our Independence Day tomorrow in our nation, take time to think about your independence, your freedom from Satan's bondage. We need to live free by asking him to lead us in truth, by renewing our minds with the word of God, by being accountable to each other, and by expecting his victory in our lives. Let's stand together and pray. Father, I thank you today for what you've done for us through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that his blood was shed for our forgiveness and the forgiveness of the whole world, but we have to ask for it. We have to accept it. We have to ask you to forgive us. We have to accept your forgiveness. And God, I know for some it takes years to come to grips with the reality that we are forgiven to the point that it doesn't affect our lives in a negative way. God, I know that you want to use even our circumstances, our worst circumstances, you want to use it to bring glory and honor to your name through our lives. And I pray today that we would be a people that are free, free from sin, free from wrong thinking, free from the way the devil twists things. God, I pray that we would be totally free. I pray today for those that are sick in their body that you would free them and heal them by your power. By your power. God, I ask that you would demonstrate your power in their life. God, I pray that we would be a people here in this body that love you that are focused on giving you everything that you want, everything that honors you, everything that pleases you. Help us to be witnesses and testimonies to your goodness. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.